Welcome to Thursday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. I was reading this story about morning habits that doctors and psychologists wish that you would do. And there are a lot of things. Morning habits. The only thing that I thought was, who has time for all of this? Like, who wakes up in the morning? I've just never been a person that wakes up in the morning to just hang out. And and, and yes, I've had this job for a long time where we wake up really early. But I wake up and go... I, I sleep as long as I possibly can. I'm, I'm sleep. I don't wake up with time to spare. I sleep and get as much sleep as I can. Then I wake up and go right to work. And I would do that even in school. I would get all the sleep I could get, and I'd sleep till the very last second until I needed to wake up and function, and then I would start functioning immediately. Are you like that? Um, I de- yeah. I I wake up with enough time to make sure that I make my bed, but I wish I woke up. With like maybe 20, 30 more minutes to do other things, but okay. I don't. Here we go. Let's see what's up. Uh, get dressed. All right. Okay. <laughs> Got to do that. Now I come, and I, because of the show, I get to wear sweats most of the time. Does that count? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I do shave my face. If Scuba Steve emails me at 2 o'clock in the morning, is like, we have to cut videos today for <laughs> Seattle, then I'm like, okay, I got to get camera ready. So uh, number nine, do something you enjoy. Mm, I don't really no. do anything I enjoy in the morning besides making my coffee. No, no, you know what I do? In the morning, I do things I don't enjoy, like waking up. Yeah. Like driving to work. Mm-hmm. I will drive to work and I will listen to the Razorback Daily Podcast every morning. I click the Bluetooth and I listen to that. Does That's that count? Yeah. But I would just be listening yeah. to the radio anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number eight, take a short walk. No, nope, take a short nope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we're just waking up at a time. Remember some... But it doesn't matter. Through, I wouldn't do that normally. But we went through a season where we would work out before the show. Once. That season was like three weeks. <laughs> I mean, we were crazy. Yeah, we were. Uh, number seven, stretch. Nope. Oh, sometimes I might do a downward dog. Number six, do some exercise. Nope. I do that in the afternoon. Yeah. Number five, get some natural light. Is that the cheap beer? No, yeah, natty. They mean you have a natural a light. So wake up. <laughs> Well, Open your Yeti, have a natty, <laughs> yeah. and go to work. I'm yeah. sure some people do that. These but. doctors are not the doctors I'm used to going to. Okay, yeah, but for us, it's dark out. Keep uh, going. Make your bed at four. Yes, I do that every day. What? Yeah. I haven't always been that person. That's, a, like, I'm probably three years old at making my bed. If, okay. we, if my making bed were an age, it'd be three. Well, I'll tell four. you, I don't make my bed ever, and I used to make it all the time, but here's why I don't make it. There's a human in it now. When oh, I yes. It's rude. the greatest excuse to not make my bed. What if I made it over, Caitlin? I'm like, nope, you got to go. Let's go tuck the corner in. Uh-huh. Uh, number three, meditate. And here's why I don't meditate in the morning. I will fall back asleep. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, calm, close my eyes. Next thing you know, it's 8 o'clock and Scuba's like, where are you? You've missed half the show. Oh, I was meditating. Uh, drink water at 2. I and do the, that. The number one thing they say you should do in the morning is write down something for which you are grateful. I don't write anything down until I get here and then I write down lots of notes but I don't I do that at night yeah because I yeah have my gratitude journal by my bed but that's and I don't I'm not doing it every night but I mean I want to it's a good habit when I'm in a routine I do it and then I get out of the routine yeah that stinks because I was keeping a food journal for a while because I wanted to know exactly what I was eating because I was having all these stomach problems and so I would take a picture of every single thing and I had an app and you you loaded up everything you would eat. And I was really good at it for about two days. Mm, then it gets old. And then I was like, oh, I missed that day. Oh, I forgot to put that. Yeah. So then I was like, ah, this is stupid. I'm not doing this. <laughs> so I got about three days in all combined. But then I gave up on that, on the food journal. But I will say this, and I'll end on this with this. My eating 
I've struggled with um, stomach issues. I got a colonoscopy, an endoscopy. We can't figure out why I have IBS so bad. But I will tell you, anyone that's struggling for this, you know what's helped me a lot? Almonds. I have a handful of almonds about three times a day. Just raw almonds? Just raw almonds. And it works like a charm. Okay. Mm. 40% better. I shouldn't say a charm, but it, it is significantly better. I wonder better. why. Did a doctor f- tell you that? No. I diagnosed myself. Okay. Yeah. A- yeah, yeah. I, maybe it's a fiber issue uh-huh. where I need significantly more fiber than the average person. By the way, this is Old Folks Radio 101.2. <laughs> old folks all the time. It's just now tuning in. Coming at you. <laughs> I'm like, what? Coming at you. Do you one of those bathtubs with an armrest? <laughs> Hang up. At 26 after the hour, we're going to have. Hey, those uh, look awesome, especially the ones you can install with a door. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm I agree. Helping, Amy. <laughs> no, I tell you, I've stayed up and watched those infomercials where they're like, you can sit up in the bathtub. It looks and awesome. And then you just walk out. Yeah, yeah, then you just get up and walk out of the thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, glad you guys are here. We really, really appreciate you. Uh, let's go to Brianna real quick, who is on the phone. I was just wanting like a birthday shout out for my mom. She's an RN and she has been listening to your show since I was in elementary school. And now I listen to your show every morning when I go to work. All and old people all the time. 92.2. Yeah. Uh, well, what's your mom's name? Yes. Let, us, let us say uh, a shout out to her. Go ahead. My mom's name is Sonia. She's turning 41 today. Okay. Wow. That's how old I am. Yes. Oh, how old are you? Her mom. Whoa. I'm 23. I will be 24 coming February the 4th. Okay. So she had her young. Yeah. yeah. She well, had her young. Obviously. But we have a young listener. That's cool. And she's listening We can put a number on them. <laughs> if you're below 25, we're just going to start numbering you. How old are you again, uh, Brianna? I'm 23. Okay. Brianna is now registered as young listener number one. Woo! Yeah. That is your that is your registered <laughs> number. You are young listener number one. All right, Brianna? Yes. Uh, she supports Pimp and Joy. She's read your books. Uh, we actually got to go see you and Eddie as the Raging Idiots when you came to Lubbock. Oh, awesome. So, I mean, yeah. She loves you guys. She listens to y'all when she works out because she works nights. So she catches up when she works out during the day. Well, tell her we said happy birthday. We appreciate her support. And uh, this will this is on the radio, so she can listen back to it on the podcast. Of course. All Thank right. you guys so much. Have Y'all a, have a good day. Have a great day. Thank See you. you later. Thank you. Bye. All right. Time to open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello. Bobby Bones. So my wife and I are in a stalemate. She is currently pregnant with our second child. We're going back and forth with each other about what the name should be. I say it because we have yet to find out the gender, but we're both hoping for a girl and have really only talked about girl names. My family has this unspoken thing where all of my brothers, sister, cousin, dad, uncle all start with J, and that includes our firstborn son, Jeff. But there's also John, Jared, Jenna, Jordan, James, Jake, Jaden, and Jackson. Wow. However, with this child, my wife is completely vetoing any girl name that starts with J. She won't even fathom the idea. I think the names are cute, like Julia, Julianne, Jolie. But they are cut. But the name she is dead set on is Emma. I don't mind it, but I don't want to give up a J on the name. (laughs) Do I just give up on the idea of having a J? Do you think I make a compromise somehow? Thanks for any advice. Signed, a guy whose name starts with J. <laughs> of course. 
here's my thing on tradition. Unless it's actually bettering something, don't force yourself to do it. I don't think traditions should continue to exist just for the sake of existing. If it makes something better, I like it. I like traditions that make things better. There's no reason to continue something if it's not actually making something better, and that is your wife being miserable or being upset about it. Because remember, this is both of you guys getting to decide on this. There is a compromise. I mean, you could do Emma Jade. Oh. And there's a J in that. You can also do the J is the first name and Emma is the middle and call the middle. I don't think the wife's going to be up for that. Oh, okay. See, my sister did that with one of her kids. They go by the middle name. They don't go by the first name. Yeah, I hear you. But if I, let me just devil's advocate here. Mm-hmm. Let's say we named her Jade Emma Bones, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and I'd be like, no, we'll just call her Emma. As soon as that baby's born, hey, Jade, come here. You, you, then you can switch it up and just start calling her that. That's okay. a legal name. Yeah. First, I say you don't have to name your kid a Jay if you really don't want to. You don't have to. It's not in your contract. Your family didn't make you sign over to that. And your wife's a big part of this. I would say a bigger part of this than you are. She's having the baby. She's got to have the baby. I know. I just feel like they both could find a way to compromise here. Which is why I say... Like an Emma Jade. Mm-hmm. Or a, what were the other names he had listed here? Like an Emma, Emma Jolene. Joe. Emma Joe. Emma Joe. That You get a J in there. She wins. You kind of get to extend the J. You've killed the J, though. Even though you're extending it to the middle, it's gone. No longer a thing. But here's the thing. Her, his wife's name doesn't start with J. How come she has to go by this rule? Right, because it's his family's yeah. rule? That makes sense. <laughs> well, wait. Why does he have to give it up? I mean, she, just because she doesn't want it. Because that's his old family. That's his old family. Yeah. I know. Leave and cleave. But. What? what? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> like you his wife you. didn't marry into that specific rule. Right. Exactly. We have to name all of our kids. And, and you know what? Their other kid is named with a J. Take one, leave one. Oh. Right. He already won one. Okay. Well, I just think, I think the compromise here is you still keep the first name with a J, but you call her Emma. Make Emma the middle name and call her Emma. That's not really a compromise. That's it is. Losing. That's losing. <laughs> wow. I feel like that's such a compromise. I say you make the compromise, put the J in that second part of the first name. No not, not in the middle name, but her name's like Emma Jade. Mm-hmm. Oh, like a high, like a... I just don't think the wife should have to abide by the J rule. I'll be honest with you. If she hates the J rule, she shouldn't have to abide by the J rule. I'm with you on that. Like, no reason whatsoever. She didn't marry into something going, hey, you have to love, name all your kids after J. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> You're fighting for it. <laughs> yeah, because I don't think it's that big of a deal. If you wanted to name your kid something. Yeah, and I would be like, If your oh. husband's like, no, like, we're going to put fart as a middle name of all the kids because all of our grandfathers <laughs> did. Well, now you're making it ridiculous. Well, I'm just it's putting it out there. the F word. Fart. Fart's the F word? <laughs> I don't want to say. A, do we have a different? Okay. Listen, it's not that big of a deal. I like Emma, by the way. Uh, so do I. Sir. Make it the middle name and then call it Emma. No, I say Emma Jade. All right, we've spoken. <laughs> Pick your point, but to the to the uh, the sir and the wife, you don't have to keep it going. The if one sir. if one of you don't want to keep the J thing going, you don't have to keep it going. It's not a rule. It's not in the contract. All right, thank you. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. It's Eddie, the oldest, forty-two years old, versus Morgan, number two, the youngest, twenty-eight years old. Answering trivia questions about each other's generation. Let's play elder versus millennial. Now let's meet our competitors. He's a dad of four. I call him the Hispanic who don't panic. He finally caved because, thank God, his beard is shaved. Beard, beard, not beer. Yes, yes. It is producer Eddie! (laughs) By the way, you look 20 years younger. Thank you. That's what my wife said. His opponent, she runs all of our digital. She loves the taste 
of Taco Bell. But unfortunately, she's still without her smell. <laughs> Morgan number two. Woo! That's awesome. COVID still got your smell, huh? Still got me, yep. When I was in Orlando, there was a guy that was driving me back and forth a couple places once I landed. And he lost his taste and smell almost a year ago and still doesn't have a bag. Wow. Oh. He was like, it just won't come back. Ugh, that's awful. He said the only thing that he can taste is that if he gets really, really spicy food, he feels like he can almost taste it. Weird. Like there's just something about it that he can feel, and it's the only thing. Dang. Otherwise, no taste, no smell, been almost a year. Crazy. All right, let's play the game. Eddie. Come on. Even Stevens star, Christy Carlson Romano, was also the voice in what animated Disney show? What is that show called? Even Stevens. Never heard of it. There was an actor, Christy Carlson Romano. Okay. But she was also the voice in what animated Disney show? Let's go with, um, I mean, probably Aladdin. She was Jasmine. Mm, that's incorrect. <laughs> Dang. Morgan, do you know this? I do. Call me, beat me. If you want to reach me, it's Kim Possible. That's true. Wow. What? Kim Possible. <laughs> Good one. Eddie, what does the acronym T-I-L stand for in millennial speak? T-I-L. Talk in language. No, hold on, hold on. T-I-L. Think about, no. T-I-L. Talk to you later. Till till I see you later. T-I-L. Tell me... Talk, talk, in, talk inside a lie. Uh, Amy, do you know this? I don't. I'm really? Just, I'm trying to figure it out, wow. too, and it's like, I'm like, talk. well, now I'm thinking talk because Eddie, but... Morgan, you know it, right? I don't actually oh, you don't think know I know it. Know it. Wow. I don't think I've ever used yes. it. Oh, yeah, I know it. You would, you would know it even if you're looking yeah. at Bones, it. do you use yeah. it? No, but on Reddit, all the time people write it. Yeah, yeah. Tell me interesting lies. <laughs> <laughs> Don't that's it, hey. uh, Morgan, what do you think it is? Um, talk in life? I don't I oh. don't know. Talk in... No. T- talk in lingo. Hit. Hey, T-I-L. T-I-L. That Morgan knows the theme song to Kim Possible. Totally impossible lover. Today I learned. <laughs> oh. Uh, Today, Today I, I learned. learned. Yeah, that's a big Reddit uh, acronym, so I know it from Reddit. Today I learned. Also, I'm just I'm super hip millennial. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. so young. Uh, next up. The Clovers and the Toros, Eddie. What are you talking about? Are the names of two cheerleading teams <laughs> in what teen movie from 2000? Oh, Kristen Dunst. She's in this one. Step it up, right? Or something like that. It's like, it's like, oh. I, I knew, like, they're, they, they, they challenge each other. Like, oh, like, let's challenge each other. Step it up. Is that what it's called? In your face. I don't know. All I got to step it up. Step it up. Come on. That's please. incorrect. No! Morgan? I just kind of want to see Eddie do a little... Step yeah, it he's up. doing a lot of like, like body flailing as he's oh, talking. It's bring it on. That's bring correct. it on! Bring That's it what on. I was thinking of. All right. Uh, next up. Morgan, your questions. Okay. By the way, Morgan 2, Eddie 0. Yeah. Eesh. File sharing service Napster was sued by what heavy metal band... Citing copyright infringement issues. This was a big story back in the late 90s, early 2000s. 
Here's a clip of this band's song. You ever heard that song before? No, it doesn't sound familiar. <laughs> oh, man. That song doesn't even sound familiar. No. Wow. That's crazy. Okay, what uh, heavy metal band sued Napster? I mean, heavy metal, all I really got is ACDC. Uh, close. Heavy-ish. Incorrect. Eddie. That's Metallica. That's correct. And I remember when this happened, and I was so mad at Metallica. And I was like, stop doing Napster. Because we had free music. I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> Why do you want to ruin it for all of us? However, they were completely right. Yes. They were the right, they, they were the subject of uh, so much mm-hmm. uh, vitriol from people. They were so mad at them, but they were right. Somebody had to do it, and they yeah, were the ones they that did, did it. it. More than meets the eye and robots in disguise are taglines of what popular 80s toy slash cartoon? More than meets the eye and robots in disguise. Both a toy and a cartoon from the 80s. Say the two taglines again. More than meets the eye and robots in disguise. It's a toy in a cartoon. I, I have no idea, but I do love... Transformers, and they used to be a cartoon, and they are toys, and they are robots, kind of. So Transformers? Is that your answer? I'm I'm guessing, yeah. More than meets the eye, Transformers. Robots in disguise. Yes, that's correct. Uh, this artist scored a number one in 1985 with her song "Material Girl." Here is the hook of the song. Can you name the artist? know this song and I don't know if I'm saying this name right but this is the guess I have Pat Benatar mm. Pat Benatar sings hit me with your best, best shot, shot. yeah not that though oh. Eddie that is Madonna that is correct Guys, okay where are wow. we at what Amy are we that old that she wouldn't know Madonna she didn't know Metallica or Madonna I do know Madonna and I knew that song but I would have not put the two together that song is also being used again in some princess movie on uh, Disney Channel because I heard it like... You were uh, watching the Disney channel. I wasn't, but Caitlin's niece was playing this playlist. And I was like, why is this person singing Material Girl? And it turns out it's from some new... Di- and she okay. knew every word. Too. I was like, how does she know every word to Material Girl? Being repurposed. Being redone. <laughs> uh, but that means Morgan wins, though. Three oh, she two. still yeah, wins. Morgan still oh. wins. She has a Millennial wins. Woo. Millennials up two to one. Nice job, Morgan. Thank you. Bobby Bone The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Dustin Lynch announced his new album, Blue in the Sky, coming out on February 11th. The album features his three already released collaborations with Mackenzie Porter, Chris Lane, and Riley Green. Dolly Parton shared some encouraging words to women about pursuing their passions. I never even thought about whether or not I was a girl or a boy. I just knew I had something to offer, something to sell. And I grew up in a family of six brothers, my dad and all my uncles. So I always said I look like a woman, but I can think like a man. And so I just think you should just take whatever your talent is and don't let somebody stop you. Hardy shared how he's landed all of his massive collaborations with fellow country artists. I've just been very fortunate. Honestly, Those, all of those relationships have, have started from writing. And just like with Thomas Rhett, Brantley Gilbert, and, and Dirks, um, we just wrote together and kind of hit it off. And, 
and thankfully I think they're just a kind of a fan of what I do and, and um, so I, I haven't been able to turn down one yet. They've just all been too too cool of an opportunity. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. Well, thank goodness this DoorDash driver, Robert Jackson III, was driving down Detroit's Eight Mile Road and was like paying attention. Yeah, Yeah, because he spotted a toddler running around in nothing but a diaper. And it was like 30 degrees outside. So he pulled over, was able to get his jacket, wrap it around the toddler, put the baby in the car, called the Detroit police, found out that the toddler's home was like a block away. And I guess a 16-year-old kid, like the sibling of the baby was supposed to be watching, and the baby snuck out. So I have a couple questions here. Eddie, as a dad of kids who have been toddlers, do yes. you understand how one could run away quickly? Easily. When you hear this story, do you go, I cannot believe that would happen? Wow. Or do you go, ooh, I'm, I hate to hear it, but I do understand it. She was telling the story, and I was thinking, hey, I get it. Like, I've never lost a kid, knock on wood, but... There have been moments where I thought I did, and they were just in the backyard or whatever, and I had no idea they went to the backyard. So if it just would have been the front door, I would have been in this situation right here. And I got to assume it's different than like losing a dog, because my dogs have tags on it. Yeah, Kids don't have a baby tag on it. Mm-mm. Do you remember when I first adopted my kids, like uh-huh. within the first week? Yes. they, Me, my dad, friends, like we were driving around the neighborhood because we had lost our kids. And turns out they were, and they didn't speak English. I thought they're. I thought I just was seeing all the worst case scenarios, but they were in the attic, like Bubble Boy. <laughs> Remember that <laughs> yeah. when that kid's flying over America, and except he wasn't in the bubble at all, he was yes. in the attic. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, we we lost them. It happens. I agree with Eddie. And just as a general thing to parents, it's like sometimes you can look at a story and like judge it and be like, how in the world could that happen? But then it can happen to you. Yeah, too. I've just learned in my four years of parenting that all the different things where I'm like, you know what? I no longer just things I used to judge before I was a parent. I'm very different now, which is why I suggest we start implementing baby tags Ooh. like dog tags, a little collar Chip on them. them. Well, I don't know about chip. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's next level. That's next level. Yeah. All right. But the baby's good. Yes. All baby's right. good. And shout out Robert Jackson, the third and shout out Eminem. Eight mile. Eight, Eight mile. Mile. Yeah. All right. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Amy brought this to me, talking about a 4 a.m. friend. Explain what a 4 a.m. friend is. Well, so I follow Mel Robbins on Instagram, and she did this whole post about your 4 a.m. friend and how it's so important to have someone like that in your life that you can call in the middle of the night, no matter what, they will pick up and be there for you. But when you say they will pick up, what if they don't wake up? No, that's the problem. Because I have, feel like I have several 4 a.m. <laughs> friends, but like I know for sure they have do not disturb on. Right. So that's <laughs> where I was confused. But I think it's the metaphor of like, who's that person? Or, or who- it's, if you call at 4 a.m., you can call 10 times in a row until they wake up. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to be upset that you called them at 4 a.m. if it's worth the call. Right. That's a good way to put it. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. 4 a.m. friend. You can go first. Well, I mean, for sure, like, my sister's, like, the top of my mind. Like, I know I could call her, like, no matter what, but I do worry that she wouldn't answer. <laughs> but we're not going to put that in the, into the... Okay, well, then my sister, and I'm yeah. thankful to have such a great relationship with her. I mean, I guess it's Eddie. He's rough, dude. I don't I know, know if I'm going to answer. <laughs> I know. I mean, we do wake up early for the show, so maybe I'm up, but that's pushing it. But again, we can't put into if you would wake up or not. <laughs> yeah, take our you jobs You just have to out, wake up. Yes, everything. Bones, I'll be, I'll be there for I you. I know, I know. But sometimes I call Eddie and he answers and he's on FaceTime on the toilet. But mm-hmm. I answered, and that's the point. No, I'm there for you. <laughs> toilet or not. Uh, I guess it would be Eddie if I had to 4 a.m. somebody, but I don't know. Good, because you're mine. 
I would wake up because yes. if my phone, oh, I'm so I'm hyper aware of what time it is, even when I'm sleeping. And if my phone go, even gets an email, oh, 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 am I late? Right. So you need to turn that notification off. I do. I can sense it. <laughs> yeah. <though. laughs> I can sense the notification. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess my 4 a.m. would be Eddie if I have to call somebody. You're so hesitant about it. Like, it's a good thing. You have someone I don't, in your This life. is what I would do because I'm struggling with this. This is what I would do. I would go, ah, it's 4 a.m. You know what? I know my arm is severed, but I'm just going to wait till 6. I'll just take the <laughs> oh, pain. That's and so I'll kind wait until Eddie wakes up. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll call him at, at I'll get at, my cup of coffee. At 6 a.m. Yeah. Uh, let's go over and talk to Mike in Colorado. Hey, Mike, what's going on, buddy? I listen to your show every morning, and I hear you give pretty good advice to everybody. I don't want to leave my girl because I've gone against what I see as my beliefs and morals to be with her, to try to accommodate her and make her happy. But now it's done gotten to the point where she don't even see that anymore. and She only thinks I'm trying to fight with her ever since my dad died. And she keeps kicking me out once or twice a month. And I'm actually kicked out right now and staying in the Jeep in Denver. So This took a turn here. Let's let's uh, recalibrate ourselves and let's let's figure out what's going on with our buddy uh, Mike here. Okay, so you're considering leaving your girl because she is treating you badly. When we met, we were both doing good and everything. And it was like she was kind of downward spiraling a little bit. And so we communicated and everything and now it's just like none of the communication is there every time I open my mouth I'm trying to start a fight with her apparently she thinks and I literally can't do nothing right for her and you are sleeping in your jeep yes okay Amy you go how does she have control over the house like do you not does she pay for it and so she, therefore she's thinks she can dictate when you can stay there we split it like we put everything down the middle pretty much just the only reason that she feels like she has say is because i'm not on the lease okay here's what i would say just let's take a couple steps back first of all do you have what we call a 4 a.m friend that you could nice. go and stay with for a bit so you don't have to sleep in your jeep i wish you okay so you don't have a friend where you can go and stay there for a few days while you iron all this out. That, that That's not an option. No, because me and her just moved here to Denver, so that's we don't know anybody. Unless you have done something that you're not telling us, which we're just going to assume based on the story you haven't, you should be able to sleep in the house and not in the Jeep. So that's, that's number one. Uh, number two is there are some issues here that we don't know about because we're not in that. We're not in the house that you guys are living in, and you're not able to explain it to us in, you know, the, the minute you've been on the air here. But it does sound like you need to get somebody that both of you guys trust to hop in and be a, a, a voice of reason, someone that's not going to agree with anyone based on the relationship, but they can come in, have little bias, and give you guys their perspective on what you should do because there's just a pattern of you guys fighting and her kicking you out. So you could go to a therapist, but I don't think that's going to happen right now. I think you got to get somebody close that you both trust, talk to them, and let them give you guys some direction. Amy, your thoughts on that? Yeah, no. Like, I know that they're new to town, but is there a family member or a a friend or I don't know if they've joined a church at all. Is there, like, a pastor? I don't know. Yeah, they need, like, a mediator, clearly. And then she also, you. I feel really bad that you've been kicked out. Again, we don't know the whole story, but if you're paying half the rent, you should not be sleeping in a Jeep, and she shouldn't have that power over you like it should be like hey yeah 
we're going to divide up in the house. Like, we don't have to talk, but I I'm going to I saw on the Brady here. Bunch where they put tape down the room one time. Yeah. <laughs> they did, like, duct tape, and mm-hmm. that's each of their spots. I mean, you could even do something like that if you had to. You got to get a voice in, though, because you guys aren't going to fix this by yourself. Do you have kids, by the way? Um, together with her, no. I don't get to see my kids that I have right now because my baby mama don't like her and lets her husband kind of control everything. Yeah, there's a lot of layers here. That's what we can tell. Yeah, okay. Yeah, this is a pattern. and Yeah, it is. It's hard. Uh, what I would say is, you know, take you need to take some time. If you need to get out of Denver and go back to wherever your family is and yeah. spend some time there, I think it's okay to give yourself time to take some breaths if that's a couple weeks, a month. You don't have kids, right? So you can go take some breaths, go handle your business, get you right, because without you being right, you're not going to be able to get you guys right. And if you decide that you guys aren't right, then I think it's time you chung deuces and go, not for me, not for us, and we're just healthier this way. So I know that's from 10,000 feet up, but again, this does seem like a pattern. So if I were giving you a piece of paper, it would say this. Number one, sleep in the house. She shouldn't have full control of sleeping in the house. Number two, if you can't sleep in the house and it doesn't get a little better quicker, um, if you can't find somebody to come in and be a mediator, get out of town and get yourself right before you go back in. So that's what I would say. Yeah, because now y'all put yourself in a position moving to a new town where you're completely mm-hmm. de- like dependent in a way upon each other, and it's going to be more difficult for you to break away because you don't deserve. I, again, I don't know how you're treating her, but <laughs> how you're being treated, you do, you don't deserve. Nobody deserves to be treated that way. So yeah, there's some unhealthy behaviors here, and I think Bobby's right. If you focus on you, get you healthy, and then maybe your eyes will be opened of like, oh, this is toxic, so I'm going to go ahead and set a boundary and move on. Or maybe your eyes get open. You go, wow, I'm also a part of the problem. Let me see what I can fix on our side. So, I've, Yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. But it's I mean, it's she okay has to, to get willing. yourself better to get the battery better. Right. All right, so take some time for you. Figure out yourself and figure out what you want to do, Mike. All right, buddy? All right, I appreciate it. All right, see you later, ma'am. Y'all have a good one. All right. See you. Well. I mean, you guys are some Bye. good 4 a.m. friends, man. I that was, know. I don't know how you. Well, it's a little later than 4. It is morning. <laughs> right. He called us. He was like, no, you are my 4 a.m. friends. I mean, because crazy. He, he is in Colorado. Like, it literally yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It Pretty is good, guys. So we'd be like, okay, I'm coming to get you. You're coming to stay with me. You know me. what? We're sending Lunchbox to get you, Mike. <laughs> He's no, on his way. Stay no, exactly no, no. where you no. are. Lunchbox is on <laughs> his yeah. way. Hey, we put my kids' book on pre-sale yesterday. You can go over to bobbybones.com and see. And, and what I'm going to do, everybody who buys it in pre-sale, I'm going to send a signed copy to once it does come out in June. But they have to send an email. Yeah, it's up there. So what you have to do is you buy it, and then you have a, a receipt from your pre-sale, and you just send that in to the email address up on the website. Stanley the Dog Book at Gmail. That's actually what it is. Oh, wow. And so everybody that sends their receipt over to stanleythedogbook at gmail.com, which it's up there. You have to remember that. Uh, I'll send you a signed book instead of you just getting a normal book. That's worth it, right? Yeah. I always feel so guilty on pre-sales because I'm like, who would ever... But Amy made the point. Some people just want to buy it and forget about it and just show up on buy day. It's like, surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. And you're one of the first to get it, too. It's like, you already got it. I just wanted to make it a little more special if anyone wants to buy the book. Uh, But you can see all about it at bobbybones.com. There's a listing for a mansion in Missouri. Uh, Coldwell Banker Homes has it up. It's $20 million. And it has a Ferris wheel at the house. Oh, wow. wow. It has a Ferris wheel at the house. Sounds like a 
Michael Jackson house. Seems like it'd be a tough sell or a quick, easy sell. <laughs> like, that's not something that a lot of people want, but if someone's been dying for a Ferris wheel, I would get it. You yeah, I mean, have to have if I could afford it. I just feel like you'd need a carny to live there to always fix it, though. <laughs> That's the problem. You need a permanent carny on campus. Uh, there's, there's a Ferris wheel. There's a bowling alley. Come there's on. a water park. It's a 20,000-square-foot home that has horse stables, a sports and event venue, Ferris wheel, bowling alley, theater, video game arcade, yeah. and water park that features multiple slides and a lazy river. What in the world? I mean, they had lots of kids. The un- or no yeah, kids, or and it was just creepy. Well, that's weird. I don't know which one it is. <laughs> the unusual house has six staircases, an elevator, and get this, several secret tunnels and hidden passages. I, I feel like this person just had too much money. Yeah, what when did you they start do? Bu- when you start building secret passages, you're either running drugs or you got too much money. <laughs> yeah. Or you're doing something illegal or you got too much money and you're just bored, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm just, now I want to know so much about these people and these types of houses and what do these people do? Well, here's the difference, too, in a $20 million place in L.A. and a $20 million place in Missouri. Yeah. A $20 million place in L.A., you're going to get a really baller home. Crazy, crazy expensive, super nice. That $20 million in Missouri is going to go three times as far. Yeah. You're going to be able, again, you probably get a carny that lives, you probably, that probably pays for the carny too, <laughs> to live there. Is carny a bad thing to call somebody? I don't know. I, I was don't thinking think so. about You're that. You're a carnival worker, That's right? That's what they do. They travel with a carnival. Carny man. I'm a carny man. I'm a carny man. Who sings that song? Cross Canadian yeah. Ragweed. Yep. Okay. <laughs> but you can go look at this. We'll put a link up if you guys want to see this. And I imagine you just can't go and take a tour of it. You Lunchbox. probably. Want to take a trip to Missouri? Man, that would be if awesome. If they would let you tour it, would you Would you go up to it? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that if I were somebody, if, if I had kids, and they're like, hey, come over to the house and ride the Ferris wheel, that I would trust it, though. Yeah. The Ferris wheel? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I come mean, when over you... to my water park. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's pretty cool. The water park yeah. would be pretty cool, though. Yeah, do you have a lifeguard? You no. got to have some. Well, the carny also doubles as a lifeguard. <laughs> Same Depending one? on Nuh-uh. what hour of the day it is. <laughs> Uh, you can get paid to stay, at, to stay at Marriott Bonvoy Hotels around the world for a year. These jobs are always fun to read about, but I would never want to do them. Listen to this job description. Marriott Bonvoy is a group of 30 hotels. They have the uh, small ones, the boutique ones, to the uber-luxurious. They're looking for three people to travel throughout the world over the course of 300 days and document their hotel stay on TikTok. So far, you guys in? Yes. yes. 100%. Yeah. Sounds miserable to me. What? I'm going to be traveling that much, staying in hotels. See the world. I already do a lot of that, and I'm yeah. good. I'm, I'm tapped out. Applicants must be 21 years of age. Check. I'm there. We're good. Check. Yep. Uh, a resident of the United States. Boom. Check. If they select you, you get 2500 bucks in Uber credit, mm-hmm. oh. a $10,000 Marriott Bonvoy gift card like for that. on-property expenses such as meals and spa services. Yes. Okay. A $15,000 payment. Ooh. For how, 300 days? Ooh. That's my point. Like, Ooh. you almost can't have a job. That right. was the total payment? And you can't have a, like, this is like where you're packing your bags, you're like, eat, pray, love in it. Like, you don't have anything, you don't have a mortgage back home, you're hitting the road. The correspondence will be required to create social media and online content at least once a day during each hotel stay and must also agree to make media appearances. That's from, we got this from Afar hmm. website. I mean, but all in, you're making twenty seven five, and that's just to cover expenses and pay you. Mm-hmm. But you also don't have any expenses for three hundred days. Well, I mean, you got to pay the water bill at home. No, that's what I'm saying. You have to be someone that doesn't have. Oh yes, yes. Well, I'm right. saying this. 
the headline, go stay at this luxurious place for a whole year. Yeah, like if I were to just up and abandon my life. This is like my brother who has nothing going on. He could do this. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know what I mean? He doesn't have a... Eddie oh, went no, to a random no, jab no, to his I'm brother. Not, I'm just saying he has no family. He could but, quit his job and do this. But Us, he has a, a mortgage, a rent. Like he has a hey, lease. He just tells the guy, the landlord, can't be here. Done. Okay. I'm, go- I'm going to go on the road for 300 days, live in hotels. Yeah, like you give notice. Yeah, like, we, we can do this. You can sublease. You could sublease. I just admire someone that will take a shot for no reason. Like, Eddie's brother's at home right now. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> Probably sleeping, maybe getting ready for work. Somebody's texting him right now. And, and if he's listening, he's like, well, that was out of nowhere. I took a gut punch for no reason. I just started to think, like, who could actually do something like this? Him. Do you want to do a segment where we gut punch somebody that's no, not expecting okay. it? <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. Let's do that. Let's no. do it. You guys don't do a mysterious gut punch? No, no. Wait, you already, Eddie, you already did Eddie, the gut you, punch. You're good, so you're so covered. So I'm out? You're covered. <laughs> okay, but his wasn't mysterious. It, it was, because you didn't know it was coming. It's, ooh, oh, it's coming. Okay. Lunchbox, you want to gut punch somebody? Yeah, let's do it. Go ahead. No, 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 not right now. I, th- I, I need to think of who I want to gut punch and what I want to gut punch them about. I need a minute. I have a feeling I'm going to back off this segment, though, once we get out of it. Bones, you got one? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> I got like five rounds of gut punches. <laughs> All right, voicemails from last night. Here's number one. Hey, Bobby, I just had a question for you. I hadn't heard any updates about it, but I was wondering about Caitlin's grandfather's uh, guns that got stolen a while back. Uh, Let me know. Thank you. Caitlin's grandfather lives in Oklahoma. He got COVID really badly a year or so ago. And while he was in the hospital fighting for his life, some guy robbed his house and stole everything, including guns that were like 100 years old. The update is he's gotten some of them back and some of them he'll probably never get back. The guy's in jail. They got him in another state. But some of the guns, he's just never going to get back. And it is very disappointing. It's very sad for him because some were like his dad's guns. Uh, But that's the update. The guy's in jail. A few of the guns are back. Some of them he'll probably never get back. Mm. So that stinks. But thank you for asking that question. Here's voicemail number two. Hey, Bobby, I just want to say thank you for everything you do. I've been listening to your show since out of high school in 2017 when I started working. Listen to you every morning and uh, keep up the good work, guys. Thanks a lot. Here is voicemail number three. I have a joke. Why does a chicken coop have two doors? Because if it had four doors, it would be a chicken sedan. (laughs) And I want to give a shout out to my girls, Amber and Olivia. Love the show. Bye. A chicken sedan. Did you guys get that? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chicken yeah. Car. One funny. Sedan. Okay. Yeah, it's, I like it. <laughs> uh, one final voicemail. Here you go. I just wanted to share that Amy is romanticizing what chaperoning is. Um, if her dance is anything like the school we had dances at, they're planned a year in advance, and the chaperones have stations, and you're busy. If you get to see your kids, it's a miracle. Just so she realizes it's not like the TV shows where you stand around and you watch and you actually get to dance. Oh, well, yeah, I honestly have no idea because I've never done it. And honestly, you volunteered to be the valet. The, well, the- I don't know yet what we're going to do, but yes, that's what we'll find out. The dance is the end of the month. So a week or so, you'll know. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So a Mississippi middle school has been dealing with angry parents um, because a bunch of female students were sent home with shapewear to alleviate body image concerns. They gave them spanks? Basically, that's what shapewear is. And, At school? Um, How old? Uh, middle school. What? So 6th, 7th, 8th grade, I assume. And there was a memo what? that went out that said that girls are more likely than boys to have a negative body image due to unrealistic social and cultural beauty ideals, which can result in higher instances of depression and low self-esteem. So this shapewear was intended to help. 
Okay, I understand the intention, but I'm going to go to you because I am a dude. Mm-hmm. How do you? No, it's absolutely okay. not the school's job. I feel nope. like that too. Nope, it is not the school's job to, in a way, and I'm not trying to be a hypocrite by any means. There, Yes, I wear Spanx as an adult. I'm able to make that decision for my body, and I am doing it for certain outfits for me to feel good. I don't need adults telling my child, oh, here's something to help you conform to society's pressures because your body isn't good enough. Because you know not every girl was given the shape I don't know that. I'm just hearing I, this from Okay, you. well, even if they are, I don't know that either, but even if they are, say every girl got it, they're trying to say, like, well, your body isn't what society says, so here, this is going to make you feel more comfortable so you don't get picked on. What we need to do is start helping the girls and boys and everybody except all bodies. Could you do both, though? No, it's not the school's job to hand out shapewear. End of story. If my daughter comes to me and wants to go shopping and we decide that's what we're going to do together as a family after we have really healthy conversations, I don't even know for sure that I would even feel comfortable doing that. But every, every, it's, every child is so different, and I just feel like you're setting girls up to be like, oh, wait. Like some girl who maybe had never even had a thought about it now suddenly is like, oh, wait, I was given this because my body needs to, you know, be tighter or something. I wonder where that comes up, how it comes up in school. And also, if you have the money to buy shapewear, shouldn't you be spending it on different things? Yeah, something better. That's a good point, too. There's questions that I have that obviously we can't answer, but yes, my initial reaction was, that ain't good. You shouldn't do that. All right, thank you for sharing. What else you got? Okay, well, Yellowstone executive producer was talking about when they're going to start filming the fifth season, and it's coming up soon. They anticipate filming to take place around May, which means that season five might be available this fall, so this year. No chance if they start in May, we'll get to watch it by September. It said fall of this year. Oof. I like at least so. episode one. Usually they don't do it like that. They don't. They finish it all. They first. finish it all in case something. Yeah. Okay. And. Uh, but let me say this Friday of this week. Ozark. Does it? Back out. <laughs> That's Is it awesome. Back? Yeah. Friday okay. or Saturday. Yeah. Good to know. Well, the EP was also talking about how the show is like in its prime and there's still so much maturing that's happening and a big story to tell. So it means that we've got way more seasons to come, hopefully. One of the most annoying characters, though, in all of television is on Ozark now. It's a new character that the the, the woman that's like, oh, whoa, 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 dip, dip skull. <laughs> Who? Huh? Poodle or whatever her the name girl? is. Yeah. Oh, no. Wait, what? Which one? On Ozark. I know I'm on uh, Yellowstone. Oh, oh yes. Oh, Yellowstone. Okay, you said Ozark. You said Ozark. Ozark. I got two shows on my mind right now. <laughs> the, uh, the the girl, she's actually Michael Landon's daughter. Remember Highway to Heaven? Oh, yeah. Remember well, yeah. Uh, Little House on the Prairie? Well, I, the Prairie? I wonder why they have her character. Surely there's a reason. But why is her character so overly dramatic with the accent? Uh, I don't know. It's, just, it's That show sometimes it casts really terrible actors. Oh. So, but yeah, it's, uh, what's her name on the show? Does anyone know? Because when she comes on, I just kind of ignore her. Her name is Teeter. Teeter? Can, can... <laughs> okay, stop there. Yeah, just, stop yeah, there. Yeah, we got just you, dude. We got there. the point. All right, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so Dirks Bentley has been forming some unreleased songs at concerts, and one of the songs he's been out performing is called At My Funeral. And some people might be like, oh, wait, that sounds kind of morbid and sad. But it's, it's actually kind of funny. And Dirks is saying, At My Funeral 
there better be beer. And if there's not, then he's not going to show up. <laughs> That'd be tough. Be tough yeah, not to show up. Dead. <laughs> Do you always want your funeral to be a happy funeral? I don't. I want it to be really sad. Oh, what? Yeah. No, I, mean, I, I want, want it to be, be like epic sadness. I mean, well, that, I want people to really hurt. Like, I'm, like they're really losing something big. Yeah. So if sadness is not at your funeral, you're not showing up? Yeah, I don't want this like, oh, let's just have a good time. He wants us to have a party. Nope, nope. I want you to be really sad. Okay. Oh, wow. Like almost you can't even walk. <gasps> like you gotta oh, like man. drag yourself in and drag yourself out. Like I meant that much to oh, you. Then when they asked, they're like, what's wrong? Well, that's the way Bobby wanted it. Yeah. So. Yeah. You guys aren't really sad. You're like, hey, we're just playing the part, man. <laughs> okay, all right, Amy, is that it? Yep, oh, Amy, that's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Michael Langston is gaming, and he's gaming hard. Pew, pew, pew. Those are gunshots, by the way. Pew, pew. When he reaches over, takes a bite of his sandwich, and uh, uh, gets caught. He's choking. And luckily, his eight-year-old daughter learned the Heimlich maneuver two weeks ago. He's banging on his chest. She runs in. Two thrusts. Out comes the sandwich. I'm surprised an eight-year-old has a strength to dislodge something from a grown man. Mm -hmm. Because imagine an eight-year-old's arm being wrapped around you. Got to pull pretty hard for that, unless he's a wee little guy. Yeah, it's not a good look for the dad in this story, though. Why? He's playing video games, eating sandwiches, and his eight-year-old daughter <laughs> saves him. Not a good All look. Altogether, not a good look. <laughs> right, like just playing video games, fine. Yeah. Just eating a sandwich, <laughs> fine. Just choking, fine. All the but above, all together, and his daughter hopping in, not so good. That's a good point, Eddie. <laughs> Thank good, you. good for her. You ever choked on something really bad? Yes. Me too. I thought I was gonna die. A Dorito. Who Got saved l- you? Me, because I took my chest and was. I knew to put it on the corner of a table and like push it in, and finally it went. Oh, Man, scary. It's always a chip, you know. So, it, was, it was like, it's, what, what happened with you? I mean, I've done it with chips where I'm like, well, this is it. This is how we're gonna die. In like seventh grade, it was. Oh, this is pizza. how we're gonna die. You just committed yourself to it. <laughs> yeah. This is it. This is how we're gonna die. Yeah, but I figure I'm being a little dramatic at times. But when you can't breathe, I know it gets scary. But then I just try to stay calm because I feel like if I panic, it makes it worse. I was alone. Were you alone when yours happened? No, except the pizza one, I was in the school cafeteria. Mm-hmm. And with the chips, I feel like, yeah, I've been alone. I've had two instances alone. One was a chip where I thought I was going to die, where I got lodged. The other, I was, I was testing out a science experiment where if you put alcohol on something, you can burn it, but it doesn't burn. And I was in like fourth grade, so I had a, like a like a wash rag, washcloth, as you fancy people would call it. <laughs> and I would dip it fully in alcohol and I would light it and it would go in a huge flame, put itself out. But the cloth wouldn't burn. Well, once I was holding it and it burned my finger and I went, huh, and threw it and it landed on the kitchen floor. A little fire started. Oh, I was no. like, oh, I'm going to die. Oh, no. So I stomped it all out. But those are the two times I thought I was going to die by myself. Mm. Other than falling off a house and rupturing my spleen and being held at gunpoint. Those, yes, is yes. A, it's a whole different situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. That's a good story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Let's talk to Lindsay who lives in Austin, Texas. Lindsay, what's going on? Good morning, studio. Morning. Um, I was calling because I was listening to an old podcast from October when Sashira was making her case to Amy about getting to watch Squid Games. And I was like, wow, I was really impressed with her response. So I was wondering if um, Amy ever let Sashira watch the show. Did your daughter ever watch Squid Game? We watched an episode and a half. And then we stopped there. And I guess she moved on and forgot about it. And thank goodness, because I really didn't want to deal with her watching it. (laughs) And no, we haven't finished does she know about yellow jackets yet no but she cannot watch that i don't think yellow jackets is as bad as squid game okay well i haven't finished squid game so i don't know but i've started yellow jackets and no she can absolutely not watch that no no 
No. Really? Really? How many episodes of Yellow Jackets have you, you watched? Are, you are not the parent of a teenager if you're like. No, but I'm really? saying if you're going to allow her to watch Squid Game. Well, I don't know because I didn't know Squid Game. Yeah. Is there? <laughs> is there? Squid Game is tough. All the, yeah, that's real tough. tough. That's I'm not tough. even talking about the Yellow Jacket, like the the you know the cannibalism type or the mm-hmm. gross stuff like that. My daughter can handle that. She'll she'll tell you she'll eat a human. Yeah, we, we talk about that. I would too. Yeah, my, really. She's I'd like, have no problem if life or death. Yeah. Sign me up. No, I know. It's weird. You've told us that you would eat us. So, like yeah, if for some reason the door gets locked in the studio for, for two hours, I'm like, well, who's going first? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you make your decision? Who's first? Not me. Uh, Lunchbox? Eddie, probably you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah, I could eat somebody. No problem. If it was life or death. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, meat's meat, right? Mm-hmm. To live? I don't know. Do you, are you guys weird about That's, that? Yes. No. You, you and Stashira are basically the same. She's like, I love flesh. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far to say I love flesh. <laughs> but that's flesh. her adjective oh, to describe sure. it. Like, yeah. she's not looking at it as like, like she just, that's how she describes it. I mean, sometimes I tell you cute little birds come to my feeder and she's like, oh, that she looks good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's different. She's on a different different, different level than well, yeah, I Yeah, but am. she was at the orphanage and they would eat birds. Well, I was in Arkansas and we would eat birds. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. she's like, whatever. Uh, so you would have let her watch Squid Game, though. I guess so. I mean, but I wanted to watch it with her, and yeah. I don't know if in any given moment I would have turned it off. Lindsay, is that an acceptable answer? Yeah, that definitely answered it. I was definitely worried about, uh, there's, I think in one of the episodes, a more adult scene in the bathroom, and I was, like, worried that that was going to come up with this year, and I was thinking... Oh. Oh, like the, uh, the, 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 we'll call it adult love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Lindsay, thank you. Thanks. All right. Let's go over and get in the morning corny. The morning corny. What type of lighting did Noah have on the ark? 90 seconds, guys. Investigative corny. What type of lighting did Noah have on the ark? Okay. Lighting. Animals. Pairs. God. Flood lights. Flood lights. Flood lights. Bones, that was too easy for you. That's too Hey, give me a challenge this morning. Come on. All right, let's let's do our thing. I don't know if we got it. Did we get it? (laughs) The morning corny. What type of lighting did Noah have on the ark? What type of lighting, Amy? Flood lights. Come on. Good job, Bones. Also, that's a good one. That's a pretty funny one. Thank you. You should get credit for that being funny because when they're not, we let you know. That's a funny one. Okay. Good job, Amy. Thank All right. You. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Wow. I was reading this list of the most rewarding thing in your life. And before I go to the list, Amy, what's the most rewarding thing in your life? My kids. Eddie? Children. You know, that's the number one thing here, too. It's becoming a parent. Now, I'll give you three was friendships or relationships. Number two was your job, if you love it. And number one is becoming a parent. And I just wonder if I'm missing out. And and listen, listen to me here. Am I missing out by not becoming a parent? Because I will eventually, but I am 41 years old. I will mm-hmm. not be a parent before I turn 42. My wife is not pregnant yet. So maybe at age 42, I become a dad for the first time. Maybe, maybe at 43. I don't know. But I have two things kind of holding me back here that has been forever. One, I think I'll be a bad parent because I didn't have good parent role models. My dad left. My mom was in and out. My grandmother adopted me for a while. So what my fear is, I didn't have good models at all and that I'm going to really suck at it. Number two, I have only been doing me for so long and I've been so dedicated to my job because I could control that for the most part. 
so if I have a kid and I'm bad at, ha- at being a parent and it takes away from what I'm good at, I lose in both lanes. Mm. I'm basically running, I'm running negative in two lanes. So when I read stories about what's the most rewarding thing being a parent, do people just say this because they have to? No. <laughs> no. I mean, some parents might not say it. I would say for me, especially through the adoption process and this whole journey and things that we've been able to do for our kids, but also that they've been able to do for us. Like being a parent will show you things about yourself that you never realized or bring up wounds about yourself for your your parents, for example. That This is a perfect opportunity where you'll get through some of that stuff and be able to give them the gift of being actually a, a, a parent that went through healing. Eddie, what's your advice here? Well, in your case, like you were going down the list of what makes you think that maybe you won't be a good parent. One, the first one you said about, your, you know, you didn't have a good example of that. I think that's going to make you a better parent. Be- oh, I don't know. It could do one or the other. Yeah, it could do one or the other. I agree. Well, I, I think that it will because you will learn from, oh, the, that drive of I don't want to be like that. I don't want to do what they did. And then you recognize those things of like, oh, no, no, no. I'm starting to act like my dad or I'm starting to act like my mom. Well, I can't act like my dad unless well, I leave. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm saying in, in my situation. Oh. There are things growing up where I was like, oh, I do not want to raise my kids like this because my dad just did this all wrong. And I have that growing up now. And two... On, uh, you know, like just you're older now. Bones, I was a terrible parent when I first, when I had my first son. I mean, I didn't know what to do. I was scared. Now that I have four kids and older and I've lived a little bit, know a little more about life, I feel like I've got this down now. So I think you're at the perfect age now to have kids. I think you're going to be a great dad. Hey, Scuba Steve, you and I grew up very yeah. similar. You have two kids now. I think it's a lot of that. You, you've seen all the things not to do. So just do the exact opposite of what your parents did. And that's what I do. And I think also that yearning of wanting to give somebody a life that you didn't have is what really takes over. So for me, I'm, I'm still so, trying to give me the life I didn't have. Yeah, but I think you, you get to a point there where you're out there, but now you want to give that to a child because you didn't have it as a child. So you want to make sure they have a childhood and enjoy life. Do you guys ever think that the world kind of sucks right now? Why would you want to bring somebody new into the world that kind of sucks? Because I think that too. All yeah, time, yeah, you worry about that. Like, it sucks. Sure. You worry that like, oh man, they're going to have to go through, and it's going to get worse and it's going to get, it's not going to get better. So yeah, you worry about it, but. I guess we had that, too, when we were growing up. Our parents worried about certain things. The only thing that makes me consider that maybe I'm wrong on that is that I think every generation goes, oh, the world kind of sucks right now. But it's getting really sucky now. (laughs) I'm going to have to buy my house in the metaverse. You know, I got to (laughs) buy. It's getting crazy. It's just getting crazy out there. But I did see the most rewarding thing is being a parent. And I think I will be. I'm going to be an older parent. But the one thing that I won't have to freak out about is my parents couldn't afford food sometimes for us. I'm, I'm okay. I've built, a, I've built a good career, you know, but I obviously know that's not the most important. But you guys would all say number one. That's the most rewarding thing. Yes, 100%. Amy, you didn't say it passionately. Amy said, yeah. Oh, <laughs> She's no. still thinking about it. Yeah, I, I mean, no, yes, it is. No, yes. <laughs> Amy just said yes. I, I answered you then right away, but yeah, now I'm con- I'm thinking about all the things with She's being rethinking a being a parent. <laughs> 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 all right, thank you guys. All right, any guesses? As to why this bride wants to divorce her husband a day after the wedding. I mean, you said he broke a rule in the mm. tease. So I'm like, what could the rule be? Like, I don't, I don't know. He like slept naked. That's a weird rule. <laughs> uh-huh. He burped. Uh-huh. He did something else. Well, there's no cheating. I know no cheating. Yeah, no cheating. But it's not like a bodily function. Okay. Um, no, 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 not right. Do you know the answer? No. Any guesses? Eddie? Yeah, she found out maybe like he has a lot of debt. And he lied about that. Okay. Is that a rule? 
I mean, the, could be. The rule maybe is don't lie about your debt. I don't know. <laughs> it's a tough one because you know it's going to be something odd. He, uh, but a bride reveals she already wants a divorce a day after the wedding because her husband broke the rule and shoved cake in her face at the reception. Oh, <laughs> they had a deal. They had a deal. A woman has revealed how she broke up with her husband the day after their wedding because he ignored her one request and grabbed her by the back of the head and smashed her face into the cake. Well, that's a little much. Well, he didn't, yeah, he didn't. <laughs> by the way, it shouldn't, shouldn't warrant a divorce. Well, yeah. she's looking or, for a way out. I think so, too. However, the cake, the face smash into the cake, that's aggressive. Yeah, I feel like that's like, is it, she's just like picturing what the rest of her life is like. The woman got married just before Christmas, but is now hoping to get a divorce or annulment by the end of January due to her husband's disrespect. Uh. She revealed she told him the day after the wedding that it was over, but during the Christmas holidays, many friends told her to give him a second chance and not to give up with the first hurdle. She's questioning if it's an overreaction. She's very claustrophobic, and she was absolutely panicked after being shoved into a cake. By the way, that's not being shut in a room with the door shut. Yeah, face down in a cake. That's, not that bad. It may be unpleasant, yes. but that I don't see where claustrophobia. You're not tr- held down into the cake. Well, there was maybe icing covering her oh, eyes boo-boo. and her nose, oh, and that no. makes her feel enclosed. But you know you can get out. It's icing. Uh-huh. I used to do. I used to run wires under houses, and so it's these houses that did not have crawl spaces, like big crawl spaces. So I had to get on my stomach, and I'd have to crawl under the house and take a wire that they would put under the floor and have to run it through a different part of the house. And I'm talking about the house, it was almost touching my back. Mm-hmm. And I'm on my stomach crawling underneath the house, and I would take a wire and run it to another room and go up another hole. That was claustrophobic. Yeah. That's how I felt claustrophobic doing that. You can stick my face on a cake all day long. <laughs> yeah, but if you had a deal and you had a rule, oh, I like, agree you're with not going to shove my that. face in the cake. She says she loves him but doesn't feel that right now. Huh. And that her friends say it's a serious mistake to divorce so quickly. Let me say this. If, she, if this is going to cause her... To want to have a divorce, she should go and get a divorce because there's going to be 94 other things that happen. Totally. Right, because she's looking yeah, for she, a reason she's just, or she's just too sensitive. Or maybe she's just, uh, re- she had uh, cold feet kind of. Yeah. And maybe she's just freaking out because she just got married and she's having some sort of mental breakdown because, oh my goodness, I don't, did I make a decision that I shouldn't have made and now she's just trying to find a way out. Where I would advise her, give it three months. If you still feel this way, readdress it then. Yeah, like if he's pushing her in the cake every day, you're, well, get out. that's well, probably you should probably get out anyway. If he just <laughs> constantly shoves your face in a cake every day, he, he soup. It doesn't matter what it is. He's always shoving her in it. Depending, Everything she eats. Depending what state they're in, like a judge might actually make them take time to think about it. Yeah, but a judge can't make you stay together, actually. I know, but like, isn't there, like, each state? I'll be state, like, all right, like, judge, we're working on it. See you in three months. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, he might assign some sort of counseling. I'm trying to think of what I would do if that happened to me. And I said, don't do that to me. It and would then, be okay. Like, it would not be okay, but I wouldn't get divorced unless I secretly never wanted to get married. Or you were freaking out so much about it just because you were nervous in general like about the marriage. Cold feet, yes. That you're like... Uh, I just, I'm just going to go and get divorced. Right. The cake was just something you could blame your other feelings on. Yeah. So I, when Lunchbox got married, Lunchbox, your wife said, don't put the cake in my face, right? Right. She said, do not do the cake. Like, we are not doing that. And I said, from the minute we were engaged, I was like, you better prepare yourself because I am going to shove cake in your face. 
And leading up to the wedding, she was like, do not do it. The day of the wedding, when we were about to do it, she looked at me and said, don't do it. And grandma was sitting in the front row and she goes, don't let me down. And I took that cake and wham, shoved it right in her face. And that was his first wife. <laughs> Divorce right yeah. after that. Um, I think, and, and even then, I think that's slightly different than a full apple, apple bob into a cake. Yeah. Like to shove a whole face into a cake. Also, you're ruining the whole cake. (laughs) And her her look for the rest of the reception. Yeah, but that would happen too with how Lunchbox did it. Well, how did your wife handle it, Lunchbox? uh, You could see the fire in her eyes and a little bit went up her nose and she was worried about it ruining her makeup. But I mean, you just wiped it off. Her makeup looked fine. We made out. We danced and we were still in love. We made three kids later. Yeah. Here they are. They were actually stronger because of it. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Mm -hmm. see? Stick it up then. yeah. Uh, I want to say this. I got a call yesterday after the show, probably like noon. It was my book company because yesterday we announced my kids' book up for pre-sale. And they were like, hey, we have to stop doing the pre-sale because too many, this is the truth, too many are selling. And I was like, well, what do you mean? There's too many? And they were like, well, if you're going to autograph them all, there's no way. They, they said, we projected about 500 and we're into the multiple thousands now. Wow. And I was like, wait, guys, you're underestimating like what we do what we as a show what our listeners do and i said the fact that any money that i make off this is going to a charity and the book is 18 dollars, and it's a really good kids book i said of course i think people are going to hop in and buy it and they said well you should and i said i'm not going to do it i'm going to keep anybody that buys it on pre-sale i'm still going to sign it even if it's ten thousand or twenty thousand. so mm. this will probably be the last day i talk about this but i i mentioned it yesterday too i will sign every one of them if you want to order in the pre-sale today I will sign every one of them. I don't care if there are one million. Ooh. Oh, wait. What's the email address again? So it's up on the website. Oh. But the way to get it signed, you buy it. If you go over to bobbybones.com, you can see it up there. And then you email your receipt to the address. And then everybody that's emailed in, they fill out this thing and we send it to their house. Okay. Thanks for the reminder because mm-hmm. I was going to email you my receipt. Don't email it to me. Email it to them. It's all up there. <laughs> but it's the only way we could legally do it. I know. But one more signature coming at you. Okay. Well, I love it. And it's all about Stanley, my bulldog, and how it's okay if you don't look like everybody else. And it's his story of going to school and being like the awkward kid, which in a way was about, it's about me, but it's also about him. Mm. Well, I, well, I too, I was noticing like now's the pre-order, but people will get it this summer, which I think is the perfect time to start reading a book like that to your kids because they're going to start back to school in August. Which and, is why it comes out then. Oh, y'all plan. I didn't. I don't know anything about kids' books. I wrote this thing two years ago. Oh. And I was like, put it out tomorrow. And they were like, no. <laughs> Patience. Well, they they were like, it. we have a reason that we do things. So clever. You have a good team because no. that's what I was thinking. But I will sign every one of them. It's actually like a special book, what they call a book plate that goes in the book. I sign it if you order it. And so that's it. Not going to mention it probably... Uh, many more times, but you can go to bobbybones.com and you can do that there. Uh, can cats smile? That's the question. Yes. Why do you think you see your cat smile? Because I feel like normally she has a resting brood face. Mm-hmm. My cat looks very angry often, but occasionally I'll see her smile. Like with her, with her mouth? Yeah, it's it's obvious to me. She's She lights up. I don't know if it's like her eyes get bigger and her cheeks raise, but she's I can tell when she's happy. Cats smile with their eyes. Psychologists reveal when humans narrow their eyes, it creates something known as a slow blink or a cat smile. But but, but their eyes aren't getting bigger. That's why. I, so whatever. I think your cat is screaming for help because all the things <laughs> that you said are things that. <laughs> well, whatever. I told you I noticed something in her eyes. So her eyes though are getting like. I don't know. Like she's blink, like a like almost at a blink. Oh, okay. That's a smile. Well, now I know. When hers are wide, 
Like when yours, that means scared. stop squeezing me. <laughs> Get or her out of or there. Or let me down. But I love the squeezer. For and cats, eye-narrowing movements are their actual way of smiling, even though it looks like they have a grin on their face. That's actually just their permanent, you know, facial structure. So researchers say humans can appear more attractive to cats by smiling back with a slow blink. So do yours. That's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll test it out with her later. I've hit um, next level cat mom status because... Um, when my mom passed away, I inherited a bunch of her like crystal type stuff. And she has these gorgeous little crystal plate things like bowls. And I now feed my cat out of them. Oh, fancy. What's your cat's name again? Maggie. Delilah? Oh, Maggie. Delilah. That's what it is. Ooh, I should have done Delilah. Keep that manifesting going. Every time you call her, you go, Delilah. <laughs> Maybe that'll be my next cat. <laughs> it's weird with animals. We assume they communicate like we communicate. Meaning, when I talk to my dogs, I mentioned Stanley a second ago, when I talk to him, I look at him, I make eye contact with him, I, I, I'm like, hey, look at me, make eye contact. But dogs don't know that eye contact is communication. That's a human thing. But we feel like we have to connect eyes, and he probably could look at knees or feet. He doesn't know that humans connect eyes when communicating. And I'm often like, does he just often think I'm weird for going, hey, look at me, put your head up here. Like, why? Yeah, oh. I mean, cult, they are different species, Culturally, it's different too. <laughs> really? Like even when my kids first got here from Haiti, like in Haiti, if you're in trouble, it's disrespectful to look at the person. Like say one of my kids got in trouble at the orphanage. Mm-hmm. They would look down. If you look at the person, it's disrespectful. And when they got here, we were like, look at us. You're looking at the ground. You're being disrespectful. But then we learned from- Oh man, how confusing is that? Oh, I know. Uh, wow. And we never were told that at all. And then we went and met with some of our Haitian friends that are here and we were telling them about that. And they were like, oh, well, here, I'm going to help you with this real quick. Like, it's, it's, they're not being disrespectful. They're actually trying to show you respect. Well, which is weird because when my wife and I disagree, I was always taught to go play video games. But she wants to talk it out. <laughs> yeah, different culture. But, yes, but I was like, I should go play video games according to my culture. <laughs> okay. But that, yeah. Your culture in the, Arkansas. The, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. It's time for the good news. Tell me something good. With a personal tell me something good. It's Morgan. Morgan, what happened? So my dog, Remy, and I are a therapy animal dog team. And she went to visit her first retirement home this weekend. I dressed her all up in a little dress I bought from the toddler section at Target. And she went and visited over 30 elderly people. And it was really sweet because when we would go up to them, they would share their stories about the dogs they used to have. And that was like almost the only thing they would remember. But Remy like inspired them to remember those stories One of them couldn't talk to us, but him and Remy held pause for five minutes because that was the thing that made him happy. Really? Yeah. Well, you're giving the dog all the credit. You said she's visiting people. I mean, you're also... Yeah. I'm with her, but I mean, it's her. I I think for me, it was really heartwarming to feel that and experience it with Remy, but it was also really heartbreaking because so many of them don't have their memory anymore, and you just don't know if they have family visiting or if they're alone. But for for them, these dog visits, when we left, they were like, thank you so much for taking the time. And one of them was like, that really put a smile on my face and my whole heart just sank. How do you get to be a therapy team? We trained. I, You know, Remy is great with humans and only really loves humans. And I was like, I, I feel like she'd be a great therapy dog. So we did training for six weeks, passed a really extensive exam, and now she's a therapy dog. 
And you can only wear human clothes from the toddler section, but they do fit the dog, right? <laughs> they do fit the dog. I couldn't, it was dress your pet day and I didn't have some. So I just went to the toddler section, bought a dress and like, you know, cut it up so it fit Remy. <laughs> That's an awesome story. That is what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. Hey, just a friendly reminder. You can go to our Facebook page right now and watch the show. We are live. The cameras are on us. If you think, man, listening to them is cool, but I'd like to oh. see them, too. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'd like to see them sit in a chair and talk. Hey, we look good, though. Okay. <laughs> but it's up it. on our Facebook page right now. We would love for you guys to check it out. Uh, let's go over and take a couple calls. Uh, Brittany in Pittsburgh is on. Been waiting so patiently. I appreciate that so much. Hey, Brittany in Pittsburgh, how are you? What's going on? I'm good. How are you? Doing pretty good. What can I do for you? Well, I wanted to call and comment about... Um, you becoming a dad. So my back childhood was not very great. My mom, she left me and my brothers when we were young and um, a lot of drug addiction. And my grandparents have raised me my entire life. And I have two beautiful little girls. And I strive every day to make sure that I am nothing like my mom. Every morning I wake up and... I just make sure that they know that they are loved. And yes, they're spoiled, but I do that because of my growing up. And I think that you would be an absolutely amazing dad. And I don't think that you would be anything like your mom or your dad. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks for saying that. And hey, good for you too. Really glad to hear that you're trying to break that cycle. So that's great. And by the way, to anybody listening, I did not announce I was going to be a dad. Well, yeah, if you're <laughs> just that, now yeah, turning that, that on was the radio. Ha- that yeah. was a little bit ago. <laughs> I was reading a list of things that people say are, are most valuable to them, their, their biggest accomplishments. And the number one thing was having kids. And I was like, wow, I haven't had kids yet. Like, is this true? And so we talked about it. Then I talked about my fears about being a parent and that didn't have very present parents for different reasons. And so uh, Brittany waited on hold to say that. And I really appreciate that, Brittany. And I hope you have an awesome day. You too. Thank you. All right. Uh, let's go to Aaron in Ohio, who is on the phone. Aaron, we appreciate you calling. What's going on? Oh, nothing. I just wanted to call and uh, weigh in on the same topic as the previous caller and, you know, about you becoming a parent one day and uh, just share that my wife grew up in a real rough childhood, had, you know, been physically and mentally abused and to a certain extent and she made the decision at a very young age that she was going to break that cycle and not be like her parents and I just wanted to share that you know it's made her a better mom I think and you know talking about everything that you've already done in your life between you know writing books and the radio host and you know everything you do you are the best at to the best of your ability. So I, I don't think you have anything to worry about because you've already broken that cycle, you know? I so, think what would be good for me and my personality is if someone challenged me to a dad contest oh. and I needed to win it. Well, I would train so yeah. hard. and Because that's what you do in life And anyway. then it's like, oh, oh you want to you challenge me or something? You Are t- there ratings? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or if they hit me up and they're like, hey, you're just not going to be good at this. And they write a story about it. I'm like, oh, I'll show you. Mm-hmm. Or if there's a message board, like he'll be a terrible dad. <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, I'll show you. Um, all jokes aside, I really do appreciate all the calls. Uh, you guys are saying some really kind things. I mean, to say that I'm not nervous about being a dad someday would be a lie because, again, I did not have models, but it does sound like that a lot of you folks didn't need models. And by the way, there's always 
Mr. Winslow from Family Matters. I could watch him. That's yeah. right. Carl's a great Carl. dad. Yeah, there's a lot of TV, a lot of TV mentors there. Uh, thank you for the calls, guys. We really, I really do appreciate those. All right, time for the news. Let's go. Bobby's Big Stories. In response to a national blood shortage, the American Red Cross is offering people who donate blood a chance to win a trip to the Super Bowl. Hey. hey pretty cool. The package includes tickets to the game, round trip, airfare, three-night hotel accommodations, and a $500 gift card for expenses. Wow. I, I read the story on Fox News' website. The part of the blood shortage to me, which is a bit confusing, is that I feel like they're always saying there's a blood shortage. And the- so when this happens, I'm like, wait, they, you already been saying this. Yeah, but I feel like this one's different. They're all important and extreme. I'm sure they have to stay ahead of things. Like if they see a shortage, they're like, okay, we got to tell people shortage, shortage, shortage. But this one, I feel like is more short. And I'm sure you're correct. Because I mean, they're offering tickets to the Super Bowl. And they've said, hey, this is like one of the worst we've had in a long time. But I, I just feel like, and maybe you guys don't feel like this. I just feel like I'm always hearing about a blood shortage, so the story doesn't cut through like I think it should mm-hmm. because it's always being said. Yeah, maybe they need a new word. Like they scream, people are dying, and all exclamation points. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that'll get and us more will if you don't donate. <laughs> like, you really got to hit people over the head if you've already been tapping them on the head. Mm-hmm. Do you... Do you feel, I see what you're saying because no, yes, no, I'm we, asking. Am I wrong? Do you, okay. do you hear that? I I haven't. I don't feel that way, but I see what you're saying. Okay, I believe them. By the way, yeah, yes, it okay. is. Yeah, uh, an Australian man was dumped on his one year wedding anniversary after his wife discovered a love letter on his windshield, but the man claims he has no idea what it's about and is asking whoever left it to come forward. He begged the person who wrote the note to own up and come forward and set the record straight with his distraught wife. The note read. I didn't, couldn't see you. I hope you had a great day. We had to go. The kids were done, LOL. I'll call you tomorrow. C. Whoa. The letter C. He continued in his post to say how his first wedding anniversary had been ruined. He said, whoever left a note on my car, I hope you have a bed handy for me. It was our first wedding anniversary, and I'm in trouble. Can we clear this up? It sounds to me, I'm gonna. this is me talking now, not the news story, that someone accidentally put that on his windshield yeah, for the wrong car. Wrong car. And also this wife needs to chill out. Unless she thinks it's really to him and she th- has proof, there's no reason to, ha- to cancel a whole wedding anniversary day because somebody probably left an accidental note. on. Now, if there's something shady been going on otherwise, yes. But if this is out of the blue, I think we'd all react like, well, that's weird. Yeah. Why is that there? Very weird. And if I were him, and if he started acting really guilty about it, I'd probably be like, is there something to it? But if he's like, I don't even know where this came from. That's weird. It's all in how he reacts to it as well. Yeah, well, he's put it out um, for the whole world to see. <laughs> in a late twist to the tale, the note writer came forward. Come on. And? Clearing up the messy predicament. The husband added, my wife and I and the note writer had a chat and it's all sorted. The writer had a case of mistaken cars. Oh, oh yes. So there was a story and then... We figured it out, and then the update. I was rooting That's for that. Yeah, obviously. If this wife is getting mad about this, and when it was probably a mistaken car, unless he had done some shady stuff in the past, like, that's a little crazy on her part, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, top trending destinations in the United States to go on vacation. Number 10, Asheville, North Carolina. Naples, Florida at 9. Talkeetna, Alaska. One of the states I've never been to is Alaska. Mm. I would love to go to Alaska. It's just far. You got yeah. invited? Yeah, Cra- Craig, yeah. Craig Morgan, Craig Morgan said, come on up and we'll we'll hike for 10 miles. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, we, we can only get to my house through like a four-wheeler and a 
three-hour trek. <laughs> I was like, I love you, man, but I ain't done. I'm good. I'm good. Um, Mount Desert Island, Maine, Clearwater, Florida, Fort Myers Beach, Florida, yes. Moab, Utah, and number three, Branson, Missouri. Mm. Which, by the way, we went to Branson last year for July 4th. Chef's kiss. It was, we had such a great time. Uh, number two, Charleston, South Carolina, and then number one's Hawaii. Yeah, Hawaii's also so far and so expensive Very and so far. hard to get to. Yeah. Well, unless you live on, like, the West Coast, and I, well, I don't know, I saw Southwest flies there now, so there's, like, cheap flights, and it's, it's still not six as... six hours. Yeah, from I know. California. Even from California, it's yeah. six hours. I know. It's <sighs> a long flight. I know. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm just saying, for some people, it may not be that far. And also, shout out Florida. They had, like, they were on there multiple times. Four times. How is Fayetteville, Arkansas not on here? They are weird, People right? are missing out. <laughs> That's weird. Where, that's where I don't to know. go. Yeah. Uh, homicide detectives have identified Ben Stiller as the alleged gunman wanted over a fatal shooting at a house party. Uh, not the actor Ben Stiller. Okay. Though. <laughs> Someone named Ben Stiller. And not only that, it gets a little funnier. Dwayne Johnson was shot in the chest. No way. So Ben Stiller and Dwayne Johnson are the two names. Because Ben Stiller is wanted for shooting and killing a man named Dwayne Johnson. What wow. are the odds? So Ben Stiller and The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> The FBI arrested a 61-year-old man who refused to give up a live grenade. He was from Snowflake, Arizona. A man in the town of Snowflake is in FBI custody after a live grenade was found in his RV. According to the sheriff's office, they received a call January 2nd about a possible explosive device at the man's home. They spoke to the man and said, yeah, I got it. It's mine. He didn't threaten to make another one if they came and seized that one. Mm. Yeah, I, I, please don't really like threats. From my experience in knowing some cops, any law enforcement, they don't love threats. <laughs> uh, sheriff's deputies returned the next day. They found the grenade, which was disposed of, and arrested the guy. He surrendered to the FBI. That's from azfamily.com. There you go. Uh, they don't like, I don't, I've never met a police officer that goes, I enjoy a good threat. Mm-hmm. And usually the cops win at the end of the day. Usually. And if they don't win, <laughs> they eventually win. Yes. Right? <laughs> if they don't win today, eventually they're Correct. going to win. All right, that's the news. Thank you, guys. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. Appreciate you guys. Uh, call us if you'd like to hop on. 877-77-BOBBY. Why don't we do a segment on people wanting updates where if they fell off for a little bit or if they missed a show, they want to know what's happened, they can call in. For example, we have one right now. Josh in Indiana is on the phone. Hey, Josh, good morning. Thank you for calling. What would you like to know? I was wondering what happened to Amy Birdman. She was talking about it, and then all of a sudden, she fell off of him. Okay. Well, one, I don't think that the guys enjoyed it as much. So Not true. We love making fun of it. Don't blame it on us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, I still love birds. I still feed them. I'm just less depressed, I think. <laughs> And that's the real minute. That's good. Well, so I That's spent- the mental health minute with Amy. <laughs> well, my therapist and I were talking about it. I think that I spent more time at my puzzle table and bird watching when I was in a lower point. And I have done a lot of, gone through a lot, and there's a lot of healing and things that have happened. And so I'm able to engage in other activities besides sitting at my table alone with my birds and my puzzle. Still like them, still enjoy them, but it's just not hours at a time. Josh is like, what did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, good for you for talking about that. And I, that's right. That's the truth. That's honesty. It's what we try to do here on the show. But I think Josh was just want, was looking to razz us a little bit. But no bird minutes. Because, I was going to say because it's not spring. 
But I didn't know it was dep- depression. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, if that, maybe that too can good, offer, offer people hope that, you know, there's different things you're going to come in and out of. And I'm not going to lie, I had to put in the work. Because, I mean, it was comfortable watching birds for hours and playing, doing my puzzle. Like, that was nice. That was comfortable? Well, that was comfortable for me at the time, but it's what I needed. It was also therapeutic for me and what I needed. But now I've, I know I can move move on to other things at the moment. So one, I commend you for talking about that, but really my question is, did you buy my wife a puzzle of butterflies? No. Okay, somebody got her a puzzle Weird. of a, a lot of butterflies. Okay. And I thought it may have been you because we were doing puzzles even, we'd go to your house and have to do a puzzle. We'd go to her house and have to do a puzzle. <laughs> really? We'd have to, and we had to walk in and she was like, depress yourselves at the door. <laughs> no. Walk over to the table. No, I was never depressing if people would come over to do the puzzle. So we like, guys, to do this, to really get the ultimate experience, I need you to be depressed. In fact, when I was in it, I didn't even know that's what I it know. was. I'm yeah. just like, depression I'm just can show up in different ways. Like, I would not have categorized it that. Now, I'm, now that I'm out of it, I can look back and see like, oh, that was... That's what it was for me. And, you know, I feel like I try to make it fun. That's what, you, when y'all came over for my birthday, we did a puzzle. We did a whole puzzle, and at the end, there was a piece missing. Whoa. We yeah, like that raced, happens. And we were like, all right, we're done. Where's the last piece? <laughs> what? Well, if and we looked down at the dog, and she's like, that's probably me. <laughs> all right, listen, uh, Josh, thank you for the question. That's probably not the answer you expected, but it was the honest answer. So we appreciate that, buddy. Hey, but let me ask yeah. do you, would you, I can bring a bird minute if you want me to. No, we're good. It's all right. We're glad you're better. Yeah, we're, yes. (laughs) All right. One of of the secondary benefits to you being better is less bird minutes. Okay. All right, Josh. Have a good day, buddy. Hey, how do you feel? I feel good. Oh, I feel so good. Uh, Okay. Is that what you wanted? (laughs) Yep. Okay. (laughs) A woman in Pennsylvania said, hey, TikTok, please help me find the guy I met on Miami Beach last August. And so she posted a video. There's a picture of him too because they met. There was a picture of them taken. Uh, he had given her his number. She lost it. The post went viral. And then she got a DM from the man's wife. Oh, oh. I knew it. I was like, oh no. Is he going to not been single? Maybe he's newly married because that was back in August. Well, but did they just meet and like hang out or did they hang well, out? He gave her yeah, his number. He was going for it. Oh, dang. Last August, a Pennsylvania woman named Mika Renee was at Miami Beach posing for pictures when a man walked up and started flirting. She says he gave her his number, but she lost it after they met and decided to go to TikTok, posted the video of their meeting, and did the hashtag, help me find him. So she got his number, but it was the man's wife who messaged, who said, (laughs) tell him Cherie gave you the number. And then she's like, hey, uh, I'll take care of this. Oh, God. The wife. Jeez Louise. I think she said, not surprising, or something like that. And the woman's like, sorry about that. I did not know he was married. Obviously. But pretty good looking guy. Jerry Springer. But there's a picture in a video that he's holding her hand. (laughs) Oh, God. So no, it doesn't just feel like a random meeting, right, Mike? No. Like, even looking at the picture, it doesn't feel like... And also, you don't give your number to, like, a buddy of the opposite sex that you met for 15 seconds. Yeah, I didn't know that part. Uh, That's from the New York Post. What's funny, and what I bet is pretty common, are... With these misconnections, you're like, oh, I saw this person. Uh, we, we shared a cab. That probably doesn't happen as much anymore. Right? We were in an elevator, and I knew I had a shot, and I missed it. Or I saw you across a restaurant, and we talked for a second, but I didn't get your number. I don't even know your name. I would bet most of those that end up being connected go terribly because you have nothing to base it on except for you are mildly or majorly attracted for a split second, and you have romanticized what could possibly have happened. 
I just thought of something from when I was in college. I don't think I've ever said out loud. <laughs> I like these. Come okay. on. I maybe said it to a friend or two. Go ahead. Okay. So there was this guy. We were at Breakaway, which was like the Christian thing at Texas A&M. I think they still have it. Like once a week you meet and like, it's like church. And I saw this guy walk in with this bag and he sets it down and I look at him and I'm like, that is going to be my husband. I had that thought. I don't know why. A little dramatic. I had, there's thousands of people there. Again, huge university. The odds of me ever seeing this person again, slim. Somehow he is in my life. Like, I don't know if we ended up having a class together. We got to know each other. We became friends. We hung out. We got to know each other and it was not going to work at all. Don't know where he is to this day because we haven't talked in years. But I remember having that thought when I saw him. And I'm like, if this works out, this is going to be one of those stories where it was love at first sight. And I said, I'm going to marry that guy. And then we're going to get married. And we did hang out. We did. We became friends. Did you kiss him? Where is he now? Once, maybe? On New Year's Eve? Like we at, went- at midnight or randomly at 10 p.m.? <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. Honestly, this was so long ago. But we hung out. This was even after we graduated college. I went and spent New Year's Eve with him in Dallas. Here's what I think about love at first sight. Uh huh. And I, I've had this theory in this statement for a long time. I don't believe in it. I believe people can be uh, super infatuated with someone quickly. And then if it works out, it turns out, oh, I told you it was love at first sight. Most times it doesn't work out. Which would have been what happened in my yes. case. I also believe now that I have loved someone and am loving someone for the first time, that's not my dog or my, you know, family, um, that love only happens, it, it can't happen until time and positives and negatives. Like to get to know the, the total value of someone. The truest love. You can't just see somebody and love them because you don't know them. Yeah. Right. Like Which- it takes true understanding to love. And when someone goes, oh, love at first sight, I go, no, no, no. You just thought they were pretty, but you thought they were hot, and it just happened to work out. But you probably fell in love, if that's your thing, 10 times through your life. It just didn't work out, so you never called it that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I good. well. No, I mean, that's exactly what, what I'm saying. What happened, what I did in college, that would have been what happened. Because mm-hmm. we did, we got to know each other, and we, I think we probably both realized, like, oh, this would not work. But I am not joking. When I saw him, I was like, I'm going to marry that guy. I mean, he was cute. He was at breakaway. Was but it cute. wasn't a misconnection. You actually did connect. Somehow. I'm not trying to even think. I don't even know where Somehow. he is now. Somehow. She stalked him. him. <laughs> no, I yeah. didn't. Some, that part she forgot. But she'd drive by his apartment <laughs> no. at night. Every night. She'd try to time it right to go right where he went. And this was early 2000s. There was no social media. There was no nothing. Like, uh, we had flip phones, probably. Like, this wasn't, I don't even know. I mean, we, God did bring us together, but it didn't work out. Austin in Indiana is on the phone right now. Hey, Austin, thank you for calling the show. What's going on, buddy? Oh, how you doing, Bobby? How you doing, studio? We're good, uh, man. What's going so on? So, I want to know how you and Caitlin knew, or how you knew Caitlin was the one. I don't know how she knew. You'd have to ask her that one. Uh, for me, why do you ask? Are you in a situation like this right now? Yeah, I've been uh, dating this girl for uh, two, three months now, and I I feel like she's the one, but I don't know if it's too early to tell, or that's all I know how you knew Caitlin was the one. I would say that maybe you can tell, but I don't think you have to go ahead and, and jump all the way in and be married at two and a half months. Right. You can tell, and you can know, and you can feel, but not go, time to get married! Like, you can fill in, just be with someone for a while and make sure, you know? So I don't think your feelings are wrong, but it doesn't mean you have to commit to something just because you feel that way. Uh, For me, it was mostly just going from the very beginning, wow, this feels a little bit different. 
and you just connect on a deeper level and you keep connecting and nothing really ever threw us off course. Like there were some outside factors that kept jumping in and trying to mess it up. But even, and that got pretty heavy and, and, and hairy for a while, but it never did. Even though we were struggling with something that wasn't between us, it was an outside factor. We just always held steady. And then it was like, oh, this just feels so easy. Like all the other relationships or semi-relationships I had been in were never easy. And at some point, and mostly all of them, I started to feel used for different reasons. And so, but with Caitlin, I never felt that way. So there was a connection. Obviously, she's super hot, so I was super attracted to her. But I would say connections first. I was super attracted to her. And then we had the same sensibilities, and we kind of grew up with the same culture. I mean, I grew up in Arkansas. She grew up in Oklahoma. So there wasn't a lot of explaining why I feel this way when it comes to our raisin, you know? You're, the way you were raised. That's our raisin. The raisin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not raisins. I hate raisins. <laughs> but, I mean, all that combined, it just felt like even though we had been together three months or nine months or a year, that we had been together one year, six years, ten years. Um, I have no good answer except for it just felt right and easy and obvious. Obvious is a good word. It just felt obvious. Like, why would we not? Because it's amazing. Um, but that's what I would say. But I would also say pursue it. Love it. Be happy you're in it. But there is no reason that two and a half months you have to do anything crazy. You know, just because you feel like she's the one, you don't have to run down the aisle right now. Uh, anything you want to say about that, Amy? Yeah, I would just say continue dating her. I think time is important. And this is coming from someone where I was engaged. I started dating my husband in like June. He proposed in October and we got married in December. And I think both of us would Wait. say that that was quick and we changed our wedding date because, I thought you yes. were pregnant I was like Amy what do you have to tell me <laughs> but he was deploying to Afghanistan my sister was actually pregnant there were several reasons why we got married so fast but I would say both of us would now tell people to experience some things together like date longer and get to know each other better I mean you're going to be going through it no matter what but I think it's just important to give it time there's no rush I would also say for me one of the other reasons that I knew knew is because I was 39 years old and I'd been through a lot of crap and had seen a lot of crap and been in bad relationships or relationships that, again, you find out people have ulterior motives. But I was older and, I, and I'm and i like, oh, this is so easy and natural because I've been through a lot that hasn't been where I tried to force them. So I think that helped me too. But in the same way that you date somebody for a long time, I'd also existed for a long time and knew what wasn't right. So when something right finally hit me, I was like, oh, Holy crap, this is right. This is it. Yeah, and you hear of the couples too that are like, we met three weeks later, we were engaged. Three weeks after that, we were married. And I I know like a, a couple like that and they're older and they're still together and that's amazing, but I think they got incredibly lucky. Oh yeah, those- Because like that's the, just not- That's a, that, that's a lottery ticket. If you're able yes. to, to jump in quick- Yeah, I don't think that anyone should ever look at a couple by like that and be like, oh, well, they did it so we can do it. Like I, I think that is rare and it's beautiful and it's amazing, but they got- Lucky or a lot of prayer. <laughs> uh, I had a, a, a couple that I know. He smushed her face in cake, and they got divorced the next day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a rough yeah. one. That's a segment we did earlier, guys. If you want to go listen to the podcast, this couple wants to be, she wants to divorce him now because. It's not he, Bobby's friend. He smashed her face into the cake at the wedding. Uh, Austin, do you, man? I'm super happy you have someone. No reason you have to uh, get married right now, but the fact that you know it's the one, great. Pursue it just like that. You love it? Make it stronger, and when you're ready and when she's ready, make it happen. 
right. Thank you, Bobby. All right, buddy. See you later. Okay. Uh, we'll get to some more calls in a second. I think we'll we'll go away for a minute. Uh, but when we come back, mm, I saw somebody famous last night. You did? While eating dinner. A-list? In my mind. Okay. Mm, in okay. mine? Okay. In my mind? Yeah. Why? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I, and I was nervous to approach, so I didn't. Okay. Oh, so this is definitely someone that we don't see a lot. It could, we could be, but you could still be I nervous. I was nervous to approach, so I didn't, but then I had to walk by the table on the way out. And? You talked to him. Uh, yeah. They yeah. To okay. Uh, okay. 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 Let's right. go. All right. We'll talk about, I tell you, I'll give you a hint so you can think about it. Okay. I love this person. As far as like being a fan. Huh. Like one of my favorites. So that being mm. said, think about it. Okay. I probably would not have went up to the table if I was just walking, if I was, if I wasn't walking by. Were they alone? Because, no. With, with other people. And I don't want to blow up the spot. I won't say where we had it, but I'll just tell you, I ran into somebody famous last night and I was like, oh, boy, what do I do? What do I do? What hey, do I do? were they with other famous people? I don't want to blow up their spot okay, okay, at all. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll let you guys guess who it is. All right. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Let's see. Uh, do you want the celebrity story? Yeah. Yes. Because I geek out when I see famous people. And we live in Nashville where there are famous people. Not all over, but you could run into one at the grocery store. Amy's running into Kit Moore. Well, Dirt. who else have you seen oh, at the grocery store? Um, Dirks, Bentley, Reba. One time I thought I saw Jake Owen. It was just a lookalike. Um, <laughs> uh, Brett Eldridge. I mean, yeah, they all they all grocery shop. So we live in a town where you could just randomly run into somebody famous. Yeah. And so Caitlin, myself, a friend, we're having dinner last night. And we just at a healthy place. You know, uh, inexpensive healthy. We're hanging out. And I look over and I'm like, huh, look at her. Oh, there's dang. your first hand. So okay, well, I'm gonna switch. I was like, I think that, and then I go, oh, I, I, I'm already geeking out a little bit, and so we're finishing right as the, they're starting, and we make eye contact, and, I, and maybe I'm thinking she doesn't even want me coming over to the table, because some famous people just don't like to be bothered, and I would consider her very famous, and so I'm like, well, I have no way to get out of here because we're in the corner except to walk by the table, and so I walk over and I'm like, all right. A moment of truth if she even knows who I am because I don't even know if she knows who I am I, she probably could be reminded of who I am but I don't know if she knew who I was and so I walked by and she was like hey and I don't know if she felt awkward that she had to say something and she puts her elbow up like uh, oh, like you know elbows instead of hug or dap and because it's just weird with COVID like does she just not and I was like hey and I'd already done like the side so she, she gets up <laughs> and eventually we, we hugged mm. Whoa. Wow. I know. Okay. I know, I know, I know. That's and, big, even in these times. Yeah, yeah, it's big. You know, unprecedented times, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we end up talking, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I hope I'm not uh, bothering her, because there was no food on the table. And she says, I just want to tell you, I'm a massive fan. I listen to the show all the time. And I'm like, but you know I'm the biggest fan in the whole world of you. And so we kind of had this geek out moment on each other. I'm obviously the bigger fan than she is. But Has she been on the show? Well, who do you think it is? Well, my first thought was Amy Grant or something like, you know. Uh, she knows Bobby. I know. She, so does it. Amy would listen. Yes, I know Amy Grant, but we don't hang out. If I were to see Amy Grant somewhere, I would, yeah. it would be like, yes. 
Yeah, I was thinking maybe she's there. Yeah, Vince. I, I think it could have been Amy Grant. Is that your guess? No. Eddie, do you have a guess? Man, I was oh, like, yes, I'm thinking Tina Fey, but like, how's she going to know you? How's she going to listen Tina to the Fey. show? Stop. I'm thinking someone huge. Tina Fey, you're a comedy fan, or Amy Poehler, one of the two. Lunchbox, you have a guess? On yeah. Who I ran? It's Kathy Lee Gifford. Oh. Kathy yeah, Lee Kathy Gifford. Lee. Because she lives no, here in she town knows now. you. Exactly. She knows Bobby. She so. lives here? Yeah, remember she yeah, moved here. Yeah, I think she moved here. here. She oh, came Kathy in the Lee Gifford. I was thinking of... Hoda uh, and Kathy Lee. Yeah, yeah, Kathy Lee Gifford. I was of the redhead? Thinking, yeah, who's the other redhead? Kathy Griffin. Kathy Griffin is who I was thinking about. <laughs> oh, that, that was, like, that was on my radar, but I didn't think she would know you. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let me think. Nothing. Wait, has anyone gotten it right? No. Okay. It's somebody oh. in music. Cheryl Crow. Yeah, Cheryl Crow. <laughs> oh! That was, yeah, that was my next guest. Yeah, it was Cheryl Crow. It was Cheryl Crow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It's really cool, actually, because I was just like... I don't want to bother her, but I have to walk by her. And she's just the best. Oh, I just yeah. love her. She's, one, such a great person, always been so kind. And every time I talk to her, I'm like, I don't, does she even know who I am? <laughs> Is she bothering yes. me? But I'm just a massive, massive fan. But I saw her last night. And I thought it was pretty I'd seen her in probably a year and a half. What y'all years. talk about? Well, we were walking out, and she was, there were other people with her. And so it was just like, hey, how's it been? And she's like, I listen every morning. And, I was like, well, well, tell her hi. She's uh, listening right now. I don't know if she's listening right now, but <laughs> man, I picture her hanging out with like all the other like artists, like Alanis. What? Uh, That's what wallflower. you picture. <laughs> she's with the whole wallflower band. <laughs> she's hanging out with the Counting Crows. <laughs> she's all together. <laughs> but she is the best, and I'm I'm, I'm a massive fan. Uh, but it, it was Cheryl Crow. So what do I get for winning? You didn't win. You guessed no, Amy Grant. That wasn't your first. Well, I guessed on round two. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't get a prize. Okay, here. Give me your back. <laughs> what, what? Give me your back. Turn around. Why? Give me your back. Do you want your prize or not? Come over here. No, Kick I don't me want it. No, come over here and take your prize. Okay, well, what is it? Come over here. Yeah, I'm worried for you now, Amy. There's your pat on the back. <laughs> oh, there it is. Yeah. That was nice. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, Jim in Texas. Let's go over to the uh, phones. Uh, Jim in Texas, good morning. Thank you for coming on the Bobby Bone Show. What's going on? Morning, studio. Good morning, Bobby. Morning. Hey, oh, I got you guys. Make a couple of comments. One is, um, I actually saw my wife in a park and and told my best friend I was going to marry her, and that was uh, back in October of 1976 or 78. I'm sorry, and uh, I married her two years later, and we've been married 41 years. So that's just a story. But anyways, I'd like to know what happened to Amy's fish. What do you it's a lie. Why are you signing? Wait, time? why are you? Oh, we just talked about <laughs> no, this, but is there an update? It, well, it just reminds me of a text that my She's daughter. Like, it just reminds me to feed it. It's been since like Tuesday. Yeah. No, because we were supposed to clean out the water like last weekend and we never did. And she literally texted me last night. She goes, It, it, well, you know, she, English texting is new to her. She just got an iPhone. She's like, it does not mean well when the fish is not eating or the fish is always at the bottom of the tank. This is a sign that the fish is going to die. So tomorrow we please need to clean out the tank. I agree with her. Mm-hmm. I say let it ride. Oh, stop. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a good sign. Oh, so I guess dang it. this afternoon we'll be cleaning it. But no joke, that text came in last night at, when she got home from youth group at 9 p.m. Jim, thank you. You're welcome, man. It was nice talking to you guys. Nice talking to you, yeah. too, buddy. I'm getting a message. I got to wrap. So, wrap. Uh, okay. uh, <laughs> bye bye. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Kalamazoo, Michigan. A 26-year-old man was going to pick up some beer, pulls in the parking lot instead of hitting the brake, hits the gas, 
right into the liquor store. Mm. Uh, he was arrested for DUI. Oh. I figured he was drunk or old. Yeah. <laughs> That's normally a little bit of both. Those are usually that if you're 90, you do that, or if you're (laughs) plastered, or if you're Amy. Yes, I was gonna say (laughs) if you're young and sharp, you realize you're doing it fast enough to stop it. Mm. Like Mm. you do it, and then you're oh, but your your reflexes are fast enough to stop any damage from happening. Yeah, young and sharp. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. We were talking about The Rock, and he was uh, doing a football game with the Manning brothers, and behind him was this massive skull of a dinosaur. Remember that? Yes. We had a clip of him being like, yeah, this is the dinosaur skull. It's awesome. He had to come out and say, that's not the $31 million one. Oh, oh okay. Which he made enough money, it could have been the $31 million one, but Stan is considered the most perfectly preserved T-Rex skull that they have ever found. But now, The Rock is saying... It is a replica cast, and if he did have the original skull, it would be in a museum, not in his house. He said, I am not the mystery buyer. In my home office, this is a replica that I had made and purchased from my friends at the Black Hills Institute of Geological Research and Paleontological Ava- okay, whatever. Yeah, he has <laughs> friends there. I mean, my first thought is, it might be the real. He's just trying to not get robbed. Yeah. But if it's the real, I don't think you show it just sitting in your... Andrew. But you also... C- if you have anything worth $31 million, there's some sort of security on it. Yeah. It just doesn't sit there. Even okay. You don't have a ton of jewelry that you, you don't put on a table right behind you and just get on TV. <laughs> yeah, I know. So my only rebuttal to that theory is he just wouldn't have it sitting out wide open. True. So I believe him. No reason for him to lie. Mm-hmm. But I wonder who has the $31 million skull. The mystery buyer. Yeah. Uh, also, I don't know if you saw, but Pat Green uh, tweeted you. He did? Yeah. I didn't see. Yeah. It was... What? Well, I I know I didn't see what he Eddie, said. Did you see it? I did see it. Yeah, he was like, "Hey, I hope you li- I have new a new album coming out too soon." <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I'll check it out. Cuz you were talking about how him and Cory Morrow did Great Day to Be Alive. Yeah. Back in 2001. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had to be like, "This is why I'm on the radio right now." Shout out. Uh yeah, so Pat Green said hello, you didn't tweet back. Oh, well, I'm going to go tweet back. Do you ever get on Twitter anymore? Sometimes for news stuff. I don't really check my personal that much. But I was just thinking about him because last year for my 40th birthday, we were in Austin and we went to a Pat Green concert and we had the best time ever. So I'm like, wait, what am I going to do to top that for 41? Well, think about it. You got a really important tweet to send back. Okay. I'm going to see where he is March 18th. Maybe we repeat. Huh? If he's that's my birthday, maybe he's got another concert. We'll go again. This is a new tradition. You just have him come to your house. <laughs> no. Sure, I'm sure he's down to do well, that. Why not? All right, coming up tomorrow, Walker Hayes is on the show. The Friday morning dance party. Bye, everybody. 